This is the J. Scott Outdoors podcast on Western big game hunting and fishing brought to you by GoHunt.com Insider. Research faster, hunt more, go to GoHunt.com forward slash insider and use the J. Scott promo code when signing up to receive a $50 Kuyu gift card. I'm your host, J. Scott, and I live and breathe hunting and fishing, spending half the year in the field experiencing God's creation. I hope you'll enjoy hearing about our adventures. Guys, welcome to the J. Scott Outdoors podcast. Today we have an episode with Perry Cremans from California, and I've known Perry for a few years, and uh, he runs a guide and outfitter operation up in Redding, California, and it's going to be good to talk to him about hunting opportunities in California. Before we get to that, I wanted to remind you that the New Mexico big game regulations, all of the applications are due uh, by March 23rd. And we've had a couple of podcast episodes, uh, one with Adam Bronson and one with Tom McReynolds about applying for New Mexico. So make sure you catch those before you apply. But the, you have to have your applications in by uh, March 23rd, uh, their online applications. So make sure you do that. Also, looking forward here, um, uh, the Go Hunt Insider uh, Colorado Mule Deer Strategy article just came out. And uh, for those of you that hunt Colorado, you need to understand that the season dates for deer in Colorado are about as late as they get. The second rifle season dates are October 22nd to the 30th. The third rifle deer season is November 5th to the 13th. And the fourth rifle deer season is the 16th to the 20th. So these late dates are going to pro provide some incredible uh, deer hunting in Colorado. So uh, if you haven't uh, cashed in your points, this might be the year to do it in Colorado. So I just wanted to make you aware of that. If you're a Go Hunt Insider member, make sure to ch check out the application strategy for Colorado. I've been pounding over my Colorado uh, options and looking at all the different draw odds. Uh, and I will say the draw odds on Go Hunt, uh, that the new resource with the draw odds and the filtering 2.0 is a phenomenal resource. Um, check it out, uh, gohunt.com forward slash insider. Um, guys, yeah, Colorado's going to be a, a fantastic uh, year. And, uh, you know, they've kind of had spotty moisture. If there's parts of the state, I'm looking here, eastern parts of the state just got hammered with moisture. Uh, kind of the Gunnison Basin and what have you is, you know, 50 to 90% of, of normal. Um, so definitely not huge snow years, but, uh, I think the late dates are going to make some awesome mule deer hunting guys. Let's get right to this episode. Oh, one more thing. Uh, last night, uh, we had the, uh, desert Christian archers, uh, national wild Turkey Federation, uh, Turkey seminar. Dar and I, uh, put on a seminar and we had a great turnout, uh, had a lot of people come up and say they listened to the podcast and I uh, just want to thank uh, all the people that came out and supported the Desert Christian Archers and I felt like we had a good seminar on turkey hunting and a lot of good video and a lot of good questions 
Uh, so thanks to everyone that came out. And uh, let's get right to this episode with Perry uh, out of California. Welcome to the J. Scott Outdoors podcast. Today we have Perry Kremens from Redding, California. And uh, Perry has uh, uh, been a hunter for a long time, and I can't wait to talk to him about uh, different adventures. He hosts the site uh, JustForHunting.com out of Redding, California. And uh, Perry, how are you doing? Good, Jay. Good, good. And how's things in Arizona? You know, pretty good. I can't complain. You know, I just got done with a desert sheep hunt here, and I've kind of got some downtime here before we go to Mexico. Uh, we're going to be down there kind of the 7th through the 23rd time frame to try and catch as much of that coos deer rut as we can. And so I'm really looking forward to that. But I'm uh, cherishing a little bit of the downtime that, that I've got. I, I am usually on the run like you are. And um, so getting some work, work, real estate work done and getting some uh, podcast interviews uh, uh, completed and edited. And um, life is good. We're kind of um, hoping that we're in an El Nino pattern. It's it, quite the moisture from you know Baja it hasn't quite come up for us yet I'm going to be curious to see how you're doing I know California's been in a severe drought uh what are your weather conditions over there yeah well it's it's kind of ironic the uh what you mentioned and uh three of the things you mentioned uh you know uh, desert bighorn uh Mexico and the uh the moisture uh you know, we have all three of those. <laughs> and uh, right now, we're actually, the last week has been uh, really some really good rain, which we are not only deserved, but necessary to have that. So it's it's looking good and positive, you know. And then, and then back to uh, the desert bighorn, believe it or not, and folks are, you know, they don't really have an idea what California has to offer on big game. But, uh, you know, big game is you know, of all different species, it's pretty plentiful in California, including desert bighorns. You know, I'd have to say California has probably one of the, the best populations of uh, desert bighorn sheep. Uh, and, and I was actually fortunate enough to draw the uh, one of the random tags uh, in 2011 and harvested a nice uh, 172 and 5.8 ram, uh, you know, once in a lifetime hunt, which, you know, was awesome. That's that's just one of the many things that California has to offer. Yeah, you know, um, I, I was actually born in Visalia, California, and I've got family over there, and my grandfather was a rancher in the San Joaquin Valley there, kind of in the Visalia, Fresno, um, uh, Exeter, Wood Lake kind of area. And, um, you know, it, it, it is, yes, it has a couple of really big towns, but Honestly, a lot of California is real rural, and um, I just love it. Um, I do a lot of turkey hunting in the spring, and a trip that I've taken my nephews on for, oh shoot, probably the last seven, eight years, maybe even more since they were little, is um, that first sat or the last Saturday in March always is the you know spring turkey opener in California, and um, you know the hills are just green as can be, and um, quite the contrast here from Arizona, and the birds are gobbling, and you know they're already going there um, in March, and we usually have a phenomenal hunt. But I mean, you guys have hogs, you have blacktails, um, you have mule deer. I mean, you you have basically all of a ton of big game animals. Um, and in your own personal hunting, Perry, what 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 do you hunt most there? 
Um, you know, I've it, it's kind of uh, you know nowadays, like you said, in trying to run a business, you know, and uh, just for hunting, uh, with all the different hunts we do internationally as well as locally, we run all of our own hunts. Uh, you know, blacktail deer, mule deer, uh, elk. You know, California is the only state that has three species of elk. Um, and, uh, we do tons of hog hunts. You know, we probably do, I mean, that's probably the majority of hunts we do just because it's an all year, uh, hunt. There is no season. There is no limit. And when, when folks are bored or, or looking for something to do in the off season, you know, everybody wants to go shoot a hog, you know? So, uh, fortunately in California, the population of hogs is, you know, abounding, but, you know, at the same time, it's mostly private ground. Uh, so we, you know, we have some landowners that finally have figured out that, uh, you know, hogs are a great revenue and, uh, you know, year after year after year and with the government continuing to take things away, uh, from ranchers and tax benefits and agricultural stuff, you know, they, they need some way to supplement themselves for property taxes or something of that nature. Yeah. And, um, you, you've got quite a bit of hogs uh, around that Redding area. Are most of the hog hunts, say, within an hour's drive of Redding? Oh, yeah. In fact, most of them uh, are within 15 to 20 minutes of Redding. You know, I get guys that come, uh, you know, we do mostly two-day hunts uh, for hogs. Uh, and, you know, if someone wants to come early, like the day before, we'll try to hunt them that evening, give them an additional hunt. And uh, a lot, quite often, you know, we're done that evening. You know, we'll leave we'll leave Reading at say four o'clock and uh, or four thirty, and and we're done hunting uh, by five o'clock. Which, you know, we either get an additional hog because they just go get another tag, or you know, we have predators or something else we can hunt. We do a lot of like you said, the turkey is just awesome in California, uh, and we do some hog turkey combos. Uh, you know, our turkey season here in California is uh, over five weeks long, you know, it's like six or seven weekends for rifle season or excuse me, shotgun season. And then, uh, we have an additional two weeks for uh, bow and arrow season. Yeah. And you know, it, it's, there's a lot of Turkey hunting opportunity and I know, um, I follow your stuff in the spring and, um, it seems like you're always posting pictures of a combo, you know, Turkey hog combo and, you know, showing showing a, a client that's got gotten their pig and gotten a couple turkeys. Um, uh, it's pretty cool that California is a three bird state. Um, although you can only take one bird per day, um, are the turkeys? Would you say in the Redding area, um, you know, just steadily increasing? Or are they staying the same, or is the population decreasing? What's the status of the turkey population? Um, it, you know, just like any upland game. Uh, birds, it's, it goes up and down depending on weather, predation, etc. But we're finding that keeping the pigs under control on most of our ranches really helps the turkeys. Uh, pigs seem to, you know, raid the nests and eat the eggs in the, uh, you know, early summer, late spring. So just keeping the pigs in check and, uh, you know, the population, you know, at huntable numbers, but still not over overburdening on the habitat is uh, really key to keeping our turkey populations up. Plus, you know, we, we've we had, you know, you know, folks talk about California being in a drought. Uh, and sure, we've been, we've been dry under our normal rainfall, 
but it's timing of rainfall that really is critical for game. And, you know, we'll get some late spring rains, uh, and that's really hard on the turkeys. If we get a ton of rain in, uh, you know, late May, uh, early June, because uh, that floods the nest, and a lot of times they'll they'll have a second uh, cycle nesting, but if that gets flooded out, then we lose the whole broad of turkeys, you know. Yeah, that and that's uh, too bad. Um, would you say the turkey hunting as well as the hog hunting, is that turkey hunting properties that you have all within 15, most of it 15, 20 minutes from Reading as well? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's actually mostly the same ranches. You know, most of our ranches, uh, in, in fact, every ranch here in Northern California houses hogs and turkeys as well as black-tailed deer, uh, bears, uh, you know, some of the predator hunting and coyotes and whatnot. And uh, we do a little bit of upland bird in the form of dove and quail, but but not a whole lot. You know, most of our upland bird is uh, is turkey hunts, and, and mostly the spring. You know, as as you know, uh, you know the spring is the best time, in my opinion, anyways, because that's when the uh, breeding's going on and the sh- and, and it's all about the show. You know, everybody yeah. wants to hear the bird gobble, come in strutting, and just and enjoy that. Yeah, for those people that aren't very familiar with California, kind of give me a geography lesson on uh, where Redding falls in relation to some of the bigger cities and maybe how far far away driving time it is. Sure. Well, what you know, and, and pro- a lot of people that recognize me from the outdoor industry, uh, hunting industry in general, they'll, they'll always remember me because I over-specify Northern California. And, uh, you know, People will talk about Sacramento being Northern California, and in our opinion, Sacramento is like the cutoff. That's that's <laughs> California, you know. Redding yeah. is, uh, you know, what we call no- I call Northern California, anyways. And it's really, you know, we don't want everybody to know uh, and want to move <laughs> here because it's really a beautiful place with mountains and streams and lakes and whatnot. But we're uh, we're two hours north, a little over two hours north of Sacramento and just about two hours south of the Oregon border, to give you an idea, and uh, and three hours, 150 miles inland of uh, Eureka at the ocean. So it's it's right at basically the end of the, the uh, Central Valley and right where uh, the Cascades and Sierra Mountains and everything comes together. At GoHunt.com, we are restoring the heritage of the old and constantly redefining the new. We stay focused and put our efforts into redefining the future of Western hunting. What makes us special? What makes us different? We are the new breed of hunter. We are the customers that we serve. We are the innovators and we are the future. Visit GoHunt.com slash insider and join the movement. Use the J. Scott promo code when signing up and receive a $50 Kuyu gift card. Since 1982, the Outdoorsman's in Phoenix has made it their goal to provide the very best customer service combined with the latest and greatest optics and accessories in the business. Outdoorsman's is the leading designer and manufacturer of high-quality tripods and mounting accessories for any hunter's optical needs. Go to Outdoorsman's.com or call 1-800-291-8065 and use the J. Scott promo code until February 28th to receive 10% off all Outdoorsman's packs and pack accessories. Gotcha. And um, do most people that come, do they fly into Sacramento and then drive, or is there an airport in Redding? Yeah, there's there's actually an airport in Redding, but I usually recommend uh, you know flying into Sacramento and driving simply because Redding is a small airport 
single plane, uh, you know, they'll, they'll fly in United only. So you have to go through San Francisco. So in going through San Francisco, uh, there's just usually not good flight times. Uh, there's only like five flights coming into Reading. So if you if you go to Sacramento, grab a car. It's two two hours and fifteen minutes to Reading. Uh, and not that you need a car to get around in Reading because it's a pretty small town as far as you know finding places to eat from wherever you stay. Um, but it's just an easier route getting from your destination to time-wise. Gotcha. Um, looking here on your website, justforhunting.com. And it's got uh, Northern California blacktail deer hunts. Tell me a little bit about you guys' blacktail hunting and maybe run me through the seasons and uh, different weapons and uh, quality and what have you uh, of those hunts. Sure. Sure enough. I mean, the blacktail is kind of, you know, you asked earlier on what my personal preference is. And, uh, you know, I really, and you know, obviously as a hunter, we enjoy any hunting, you know, uh, and, and it, we make good of all of it, but probably my preference would be, you know, if I had to give up everything and hunt one species, it would be black-tailed deer uh, and probably spot and stock bow and arrow black-tailed deer in one of our wildernesses. Um, and California really has fairly lucrative tag options for black-tailed deer. Uh, you know, our west side deer, uh, just like all the western states, we have this uh, Boone and Crockett, Pope and Young boundary where the west side of uh, a given line is supposedly true Colombian black-tailed deer. Uh, the east side is, you know, what they call a hybrid or crossbreed. Oregon calls it a cascade buck. Uh, but, you know, we get a mix of both on some of our eastern stuff because we're, once again, 15 minutes out of Redding and uh, on some of our premium blacktail ranches. And we shoot deer on those ranches every year. Uh, we have a private land management program, so we hunt to the end of June. And, and every year we shoot over 160-inch black-tailed deer regularly. Wow. When is the season again for that, yeah. Perry, the primarily? Ar- yeah, the archery. Well, our private land management, which is, once again, a highly sought-after tag, um, we start August 1st. We finish November 30th. And that's okay. for that entire season, uh, it's any weapon. So we gotcha. we get our local deer. And, and every ranch we have, whether it be on the west side, the true blacktail side, or the east side, um, you know, they you know they all have, uh, you know, once again, a lucrative season. Um, the nice thing about the private land management is you just trade in whatever tag you get, so you don't have to draw it. You know, and on our our west side stuff, it's all uh, what they call the B zone in California. It's over the counter, uh, but once again, what they've done in California, they've limited the tags on that over the counter. So they've been selling out um, oh somewhere around the end of September every year. Gotcha. Yeah, because you can actually go over the counter and buy two tags for that blacktail unit uh, on the west side. Interesting. And um, for those listeners out there uh, that don't really know the difference between a mule deer and a blacktail, uh, tell me what the differences are or supposedly are. Yes, I like how you emphasize supposedly are because there's, <laughs> you know, I I would have to imagine, and and I've talked to a lot of biologists trying to figure this out, and 
and, and even Boone and Crockett now has a program where you can uh, DNA your deer if it's shot on the east side. And if it comes out 100% DNA true blacktail, they'll you know they'll put it in the book for you, um, which is great because the uh, the idea of any type of SCI Boone and Crockett Pope and Young Young any awards program is about the animal, it's not about the actual hunter. Um, so it's good that they put to the to the uh, to the animal. But the difference being, you know, obviously mule deer, uh, you know, a, a, a bigger animal, you know, 250 to 300 pounds uh, compared to a black-tailed deer, you know, 150 to 175 pounds as a good mature adult deer. You know, although we get some bigger ones, you know, with age, you know, fortunate thing is we're, we're able to uh, age our, our animals uh, by a teeth. We send in our teeth every year and age them, make sure we're shooting the right animals. We're, we're attempting a, a management program, which is, you know, really not very well known out west. Um, and the fact that we have private land and a program, we can actually do that. We choose what deer to shoot. And, uh, you know, our local deer, uh, they, they, we gauge those and know which ones to shoot for sure. But every ranch we have also, that's the nice thing about blacktail, and mule deer, and this this is what brings the mule deer and the blacktail together, is uh, both sides of the uh, marker, the boundary, have migrating deer. So toward the middle to end of October, the deer start working their way out of the mountains. Uh, some go as far as 100 miles or more, um, some just a few miles, but they migrate in. So the nice thing is you're having different deer come in and different deer breeds. So, so you never really have to worry about get the genetics getting too close. Gotcha. Gotcha. And um, do you yourself, do you hunt um, blacktail every single year? Um, I do, but, you know, I've got to the point, you know, when I was younger, and I'm sure you, you were the same way, and that's how we, we got to where we are is because we love to hunt so much and we pursued it. Um, you know, I used to go out and, you know, for the first, uh, you know, I think it's about, let's see, 38 years now I've been hunting these blacktails. So, you know, and in that 38 years, I've pretty much learned, uh, you know, every migration route, you know, where the, the more mature animals come from uh, and where the best options to hunt are. So, uh, you know, with that early on, it was, the pursuit was really there. But now having a business to run, and, uh, you know, trying to help out others and show them the success that I had, you know, show them the, way, the right way to get into blacktails or, or mule deer or whatever they want to hunt, elk for that matter. Uh, you know, taking them hunting is just as good for me. But uh, every year I get tags for California as well. And, and if there's a, you know, if I need some meat for the freezer and there's a management buck that we need to thin out, or there's an exceptional specimen that, you know, a good mature animal that I want to hunt, you know, I'll give it'll give that a go as well. Nice. I see here you've got uh, black bear hunts, um, and it looks like there's also some pack trips for in the wilderness area for black bears. How's the, you got big bears? Oh, yeah. We uh, actually, you know, and, you know, before we jump into bears, um, you know, the, you were asking about the seasons, and I gave the the broad season for blacktails of, oh, yeah. of our PLM, but but actually, our summertime hunting here, when I call it summertime because it's August, the, the third week of August, uh, the blacktail season for bow and arrow starts, and it runs till about the second week of September. Then they get a week break, 
and the third weekend in September, the gun season for blacktail starts, and it goes till the uh, last weekend in October. So that gives you an okay. idea of the general seasons for uh, over-the-counter over the counter public land uh, hunts. But the nice thing is, and when you mentioned black bears, I, I would say California, and I would put them up against any state uh, as far as population of black bears, and it's ever everly growing each year just because uh, I think it was, let's see, 2012 was the last year that we were able to use hounds for hunting bears in California. And uh, and obviously hound hunting is, is pretty much a 100% deal. You know, not, you know, high 90s up to 100% usually. Uh, we used to do like two or three day hound hunts and, and have 100% success. Now without the hounds, uh, you know, the bears obviously are a nocturnal animal. They roam a lot. Uh, so we have spot and stock uh, bear hunts. There's no uh, baiting, no attractants available for for uh, for bear hunting. So what's happening is the the quota for California used to used to get uh, 1,700 bears a year. The quota is still 1,700, and they're they're shooting anywhere from about 800 to 1,300 a year. And and most of that is just uh, deer hunters because the deer season and the bear season run together. Um, so it's just guys out deer hunting that run across a bear and feel they want to shoot one. And uh, most guys, and, and I don't know how much experience you have with bear, but I'm sure you, you do a little bit uh, down there in New Mexico and Arizona, possibly Colorado. But, uh, you know, bears are great eating. You know, they can be big animals, but, boy, they're something to mess, to, to attend to in the woods, you know. <laughs> so these Yeah, deer, when you get them down, it's... it's uh... Not as fun as it was hunting them, is it? No, not at all. And that's, you know, we all know that's part of the work. You know, once the uh, species hits the ground, you know, the work starts. But most guys that are deer hunting, uh, you know, they go out and they shoot a bear. And, you know, we have big bears here. You know, we we regularly kill 400-pound bears every year. Um, And once they deal with that bear, uh, greasy as they are, (laughs) you know, they've had enough of that for a few years. And then they, they might shoot another one after that. But... Most guys, you know, uh, one bear is enough. You know, you have you have some guys that are just bear hunters, and that's just what they are, and and that's fine too. Um, I love bear meat myself as well, and uh, and we try to do our best to keep them thinned out, especially in our wilderness. I mean, if you're up there bow and arrow hunting, this is that's that's why we have the pack trips, because you're in a ways, you know, three, five, ten miles, um, and you shoot a bear. There's in the summertime here in the bow and arrow season, it, it could be 80 degrees up there. There's there's no way you're going to get that animal out without having it spoil. So with stock, at least you can get it, you know, cut up, quartered, you know, and all that onto the horses and get it out in a day and get it on ice. Utah Hydrographics is in the water transfer printing service and they are open to whatever you can dream up. Choose from a wide range of camel patterns, designs, and colors. Whether it's guns, bows, tools, rifle stocks, vehicles, steering wheels, fenders, dashboards, paint guns, fishing rods, cups, tripods, watches, knife grips, helmets for a local sports team or for your motorcycle, picture frames, mailbox, animal skulls, you name it. 
they can probably do it. Utah Hydrographics loves taking things that are general looking and turns them into something that looks fantastic and eye-popping. Give them a call and see what they can do for you and receive up to a 10% discount by using the JScott16 promo code. Visit them at utahhydrographics.com or on Instagram at utahhydrographics. Whether you are interested in elk, deer, antelope, bighorn sheep, or moose, Western Hunter and Elk Hunter magazines will bring the adventure to your mailbox. These publications feature articles on the finest hunting gear, tips and tactics from experienced hunters, field judging trophies, glassing techniques, calling strategies, and much more. To become a more knowledgeable and skilled hunter, subscribe today. Go to westernhunter.net forward slash jscott and enter your email address for a chance to win a $1,500 credit towards any Swarovski product. Yeah, that's that's a huge deal. Um, Perry, in the right circumstances, you guys, uh, before those snakes hibernate as well, you are covered up in snakes. Don't you have quite a bit of snakes around? Uh, we do, you know, and I mean, you know, you're in Arizona, so snakes are snakes. Yeah. You know, you, yeah. you just figure out where they are, and uh, you know, you'd, you'd like to think you look for them, but you really don't. I mean, you're looking. I think what saves most hunters is uh, you're looking at your feet, you're looking out in front of you, you're looking at your feet to get your footing. So, so you're usually going to see them. And if it's a snake that's going to bother you out here, uh, you know, rattlesnakes is the one we look out for. They're going to let you know if you're too close. Um, and, and usually they're not going to uh, strike unless you're really intruding on them. And uh, they're going to scare the daylights out of you, you know, and you're probably going to have to go find a rock to sit on and recover for a little while. <laughs> but uh, but it's really not 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 that bad because you just you know when to look for them. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you guys also offer some fishing trips, I believe, uh, off your website just for hunting. Um, Tell me what other packages you guys provide, you know, throughout the world, including fishing and, and other destinations. Yeah, well, with uh, just for hunting, uh, and you mentioned Mexico. We also have, uh, you know, I mentioned that we run all of our own hunts here in Northern California. Uh, we also run our own hunts in Mexico. Uh, we have a just under seventy thousand acre ranch uh, out of Hermosillo, and we run desert mule deer, uh, coos and desert bighorn there and uh the desert bighorn in mexico is really popular right now uh, in fact this year uh, we shot three rams uh between 172 and 183 um and uh, you know it's it's a really good yeah it's really good for anywhere for that matter and our our sheep hunts in mexico just to specify they are uh enclosure um, but it's 12,000 acres, you know, and that, uh, 12,000 acre enclosure, if you can imagine, uh, you know, I tell most folks, if I'll take you to the middle of the enclosure, I'll spin you a few circles. If you can, uh, shoot your Ram and find your way back to where we started, why well, I'll give you the hunt, <laughs> which, <laughs> which I'm sure I'll get some takers on that one, but it's just kind of a, uh, to give a scenario of how big 12,000 acres is, um, but uh, with that Mexico, we have also some, uh, and you you uh, uh, also have some Goulds hunts yourself. And uh, Grand Slam turkey hunting is pretty popular right now, so we offer offer that as well. Uh, turkey hunts in Florida, uh, Mexico for Goulds, uh, Northern California for Rios or Miriams, 
um, and we do some eastern stuff as well. So, and uh, believe it or not, California has three species of turkeys as well. We have Merriams, Mar- Rios, and uh, Easterns. Uh, unfortunately, the Easterns aren't recognized here just because there's not enough of a population. So, uh, National Wild Turkey Federation, they don't uh, recognize the Eastern in California. But Interesting. Uh, right there around Redding, is it mostly Rios? Because um, I know where I hunt, it's Rios, but where are the Merriams at? Yeah, the, the, we're mostly Rios here in the valley, uh, but within um, oh, an hour, hour and a half, you can be into Merriams. Uh, and within an hour and a half, you can also be into Easterns uh, going west. The Merriams, you go east up into the high desert where, where our mule deer populations are, and, uh, and most of our Rocky Mountain elk are. Uh, located. Um, and, and once again, uh, you know, as far as options we have, we're o- o- around the world and some of our best uh, fishing trips that you spoke about, we have a, a giant bluefin tuna trip that's uh, out of Nova Scotia. It's one of those bucket list deals for sure. It's, you know, go up there and uh, it's pretty likely you'll hook into and bring to the boat, you know, a, a fish between, you know, 600 and 900 pounds. Um, incredible, Goodness. yeah, it's incredible sport fishing. Uh, uh, it is mostly catch and release, although there is some programs where the captains of the boat have uh, tags to where you'll actually harvest the animal or the the fish. Sorry, um, and when that happens, at least you get that hero shot with the fish. You know, other otherwise, it's a, a lot of the fish are, you know, pull up to the side of the boat and release. Yeah, um, which is great to keep that resource going. But but I've been on that trip myself, and trust me, there's don't let anybody kid you that there's a shortage of uh, giant bluefin tuna out there because, you know, we had literally hundreds of them, uh, you know, boiling at the edge of the boat. Wow. And we do. Wow, some- I'm I'm sure a 900 pound tuna will let you know he's on the other end of the line for sure. No, oh, it's like pulling him up, pulling up a Volkswagen <laughs> bug off the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> And we do some uh, albacore tuna, uh, salmon, uh, halibut, and bottom fishing off the coast of the of Oregon as well. So it's uh, and that's just that's fun stuff. Um, you know, we like I said, it's you know, uh, on the website we try to list everything, uh, and we're continually adding more stuff as far as hunts uh, around the world, uh, whether it be Africa, New Zealand, uh, Canada, you know. Uh, and all these little spots as well. We try to, you know, and our motto is kind of, uh, you know, cater to whatever the adventure and hunt that the customer wants. So, you know, we work with enough guys that, uh, and, and we have friends in the industry like yourself, uh, that if someone wants a particular hunt and we don't offer it, why well, we'll be able to find it for them for sure. Have you guys heard about PhoneScope? PhoneScope is a privately held company that makes custom-molded, precisely engineered smartphone digiscoping adapters. Photographing wildlife has never been easier. Take digiscoping photos and videos from your smartphone and share them with your friends. PhoneScope stands behind their product with a 100% money-back guarantee. PhoneScope is the future of digiscoping. Get yours now. Use the JSCOT16 promo code and receive 10% discount on all purchases. Check them out at Phonescope, that's P-H-O-N-E-S-K-O-P-E dot com, or on Instagram, at Phonescope.
Wilderness Athlete is committed to improving the health and quality of life for the outdoor athlete by providing field-tested, scientifically validated nutrition and sports performance products. Check them out at wildernessathlete.com and use the J. Scott promo code to receive 10% off any order in February 2016. Absolutely. Um, that's uh, that's great, and I'll make sure that uh, uh, you give your phone number as well for people to, to contact you, but I guess they can just go on the site justforhunting.com and find everything they need there. Um, talk to me a little bit about California the public land opportunity versus private. I know that most of it is private, but is there very good public land opportunity or not really? Um, you know, there's, and, uh, you know, growing up, that's what I did was I hunted public land. I had a few private land opportunities as well. And, and you know, things have changed a lot as far as uh, uh, private land monitoring nowadays with, you know, not only uh, the, the uh, renting of the land for cows, but there's a lot of folks that are into the leasing of the land for hunting as well. And whether it be for a hunting club or a resource program, uh, land management program like we do for the animals. And uh, that's what we like to try to call it because we give the landowners a, a, a three-year proposal that shows continued resource uh, and revenue. Because um, we're not there to, you know, it's unfortunate that some folks will go out, they'll lease a place, and they feel obligated to get back whatever they paid so they harvest over harvest it all the time and uh, you know then they go oh heck i don't want to lease that anymore there's no game so the landowner's out uh, you know we we manage ours to where if a landowner was unsatisfied with us even at the three-year period there'd be plenty of game there for him to lease it to someone else and hunt but uh but that's that's the private land side of it the public land there's california really has a ton of National Forest, uh, Bureau of Land Management, BLM, uh, as well as wilderness. Uh, so you can always find uh, a public land hunt, whether it be deer, uh, elk, you know, turkeys. Uh, it's obviously not as successful, not as uh, lucrative as private land, but like I said, I grew up hunting public land and, you know, never really had a hard time, you know, harvesting an animal. Uh, it's more difficult than it has been just because uh, California's, you know, not against the biologists, but they just don't have the resources politically uh, to fund the management programs they need. Sure. So, and I mean, public land is about probably the the worst public land opportunity is for pigs. You know, I could send people on some public ground where I know there's pigs. And sure, they'd find some pig sign, you know, in a few days try, they might harvest a pig. But uh, on the other side of it, on our private ground, like I said, you're usually done the first day or, or at least have seen, you know, double digit numbers of pigs. Perry, you've been the Mossy Oak um, Pro Staff Manager for a long time. Tell me a little bit about uh, how that has worked for you. Well, actually, timing, as they say in life, timing is everything, right? Well, uh, you know, the, the Just for Hunting business, I started in, in uh, oh, 2000 or 2001, somewhere in there. And, and it was kind of just an idea to have something to roll back onto that I enjoyed doing. I could share my passion with someone else, uh, you know, learning the woods, uh, 
helping them with success and, and have something to do when I retire just to kind of trickle along. Um, so, but what happened in 2008 is when I went aboard with Mossy Oak as the uh, regional pro staff manager here in uh, the West, uh, you know, I met a lot of new people uh, in the outdoor industry. So with that, and and obviously the great hunting opportunities we had here, I made some connections. We did some TV shows. We did some magazine stuff, uh, some radio stuff like this. And uh, before you know it, you know, people see that, you know, you have some pretty good ground and high success rate. And, and that's what they want to do for, you know, any any media stuff, uh, television, uh, magazine, stuff like that. So, and, and, and actually, you know, uh, making some new friendships. It's been awesome as far as Mossy Oak because really as far as a company, uh, it's it's more of a, a brother type thing. You know, it's kind of like you're, you're on the island type thing and, and everybody uh, appreciates you and, and they're all on the same uh, wavelength of, enjoying the outdoors, uh, promoting the outdoors, and, and really, uh, you know, showing everyone a better time in the outdoors. Yeah, you know, I've always admired the family-owned company of Mossy Oak um, and its founders and what have you, so I know they hire great people um, for sure. What hunts do you have coming up in 2016? Anything that you're looking at drawing or, or any any destinations you're headed to coming up? Um, you know, there there is quite a bit actually, and and I'm sure, as you know, being a Western guy, that uh, you mentioned draw, and you know, I'm I'm sitting on uh, 12 or 13 elk points in three or four states, uh, uh, you know, 15 or 16 deer points in a couple states, so it's pretty likely I'll draw a tag, uh, a premium tag. You know, I've been fortunate so far to to uh, draw some premium tags in the West. Um, and still continue, you know, it's a kind of like, a, a, you know, no other way to describe it, but a lifelong process trying to draw a premium tag in the West nowadays. Um, but at the same time, it kind of limits you to wonder, you know, plan the rest of your hunt. You know, obviously I have some uh, some hunts that I'd like to do. Um, and usually I always have a fallback program. Uh, I, was, I was fortunate uh, this year and uh, have a... Uh, a non-resident hound hunter permit for Idaho, so that's that's kind of one of my bucket list things. I'd I'd like to pursue a a, a mountain lion for sure, but uh, that may happen in 2016. But but other than that, you know, premium elk tags uh, in Utah, Arizona, one of those states, uh, possibly Oregon, uh, premium deer in the same states, uh, and then of course I have a lot of friends back east, so I'll do some whitetail hunting as well. Uh, but it's all a timing thing because we're we're trying to run the hunting business as well, and as you know, that that takes uh, you know you you develop a kind of a reputation, and a lot of people want to hunt with you, and I'd love to be able to hunt with every one of our clients, but that's not always the case. Sure, sure. Well, uh, that gives us a really good feel for what you've got going on up there. Um, do you have any closing thoughts? I really appreciate you being on with us today. Yeah, you know, Jay, all I would say is, you know, don't don't leave California out. Um, you know, we've got like eight species of deer, uh, all three species of elk, you know, Rocky Mountain, Roosevelt, and uh, Thule. And, and probably, uh, you know, obviously not 
the same caliber of elk as Utah, Arizona, some of those uh, elk, but we, we're producing, you know, three, 360 to, to 385, 390 elk pretty regular in the Rocky Mountain side. Uh, believe it or not, we're producing the same caliber of elk in the Roosevelt side, uh, you know, 350 plus. Um, we had, I think it was two years ago, a gentleman shot a, a 406 gross Roosevelt elk with bow and arrow. It netted like 396. It's just crazy how big they are, and that all has to do with age, of course. And then, and then, of course, they uh, they kind of threw a wrench at all these guys that wanted to uh, uh, go f- go for their North American 29. And uh, that 29 is the 29th one is the Thule elk, which is only found in California, and uh, pretty much all private ground or uh, DFW D- Division of Fish and Wildlife ran ground. Uh, so trying to draw an elk tag in California is just as hard as some of these other states, but probably just as uh, lucrative as far as quality harvest as well. Sure, and you can also um, purchase tags rather than drawing them, can't you? You can purchase Thule tags and such? Yeah, yeah, they're they're pretty sought after. You know, once again, being one of the North American 29 now, those guys are purchasing a uh, a landowner tag, and uh, and same with Roosevelt, same with Rocky. You know, we have a, a private land management elk program on one of our ranches, and we get one tag a year. And uh, and we tr- we attempt to shoot nothing less than a 350 bull in, out of that herd, and we've uh, done pretty well on that. Same same with Roosevelt's, we get some landowner tags on that side as well. But uh, you know, as far as premium elk tags, they're in the same category as most, where you know they run anywhere from about 18 to 20 thousand dollars for those uh, premium bull tags, anyways. Sure. Yeah, it's definitely a sought-after animal. Um, well, Perry, I really appreciate you being on with us and uh, sharing all of the uh, hunts that you offer up there. And I agree, California is a rich, abundant state full of wildlife. And ha- actually, California has a ton of hunters. Um, it Obviously, it's got a, a bunch of non-hunters and anti-hunters as well, but it has a ton of, of uh, hunters. So it's uh, definitely a state that... Um, is rich with, uh, you know, history and, and uh, the, the hunting heritage. Uh, there's a lot of it in California, a lot more than you would see. And, you know, you, you know you're not going to see it on, you know, the Kardashian show for sure. But you're going to, you're going to, if you travel anywhere outside the city, you're going to be in hunting communities and, and all over California. Oh, absolutely. And it's, it's statewide. I have to admit, you know, I'm uh, kind of particular to Northern California. That's where I'm from. And that's, that's where we do most of our hunting, but uh, you know, the, like I said, the rams are in Southern California, the bighorn sheep. Uh, you know, you have the White Mountains, uh, good deer hunting through there, and, and a lot of wilderness. So it's uh, it's definitely if if you have the urge to to come out and hunt something in California, give us a shout. If if we can't put you on one of our places, I'll, I can certainly put you someplace where you're going to have an opportunity. Absolutely. Well. Uh, thanks for being a friend of the podcast and spending your time with us. And uh, that's justforhunting.com. That's Perry Kremens. And uh, look forward to seeing you down the road. And good if I don't see you, uh, good luck turkey season. I know you're always hard after those turkeys. And uh, uh, hope you hope you have a great season. Yeah, sure. And you know, when you get out here for turkey season, give a shout. Maybe we'll we'll hook up and uh, you know scream out a few gobblers. 
That sounds good, buddy. You take care, okay? God bless you. You too. Thank you, Jay.